homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. Today, we come to learn Dhamma on the topic of laziness. This laziness is very bad for us because it is an obstacle that prevents many people from reaching success. For children who are of the age to study, if they are lazy, they will not be able to study well. They may fail in their exams or have to redo a year over. This is because of laziness. For those of working age and are not diligent and are lazy, then their work cannot be accomplished following what they desire to be successful. Because laziness is an obstacle to doing work and business. But there is not too much to laziness. It's a habit that likes to rest when one is feeling tired. But if we try to go against that feeling of exhaustion and fatigue, it turns into a habit of being diligent. Then you will easily be successful in studying and doing work and duties. So the first cause of laziness is feeling tired and exhausted. As the human brain needs to rest regularly, we need to be able to cut off those things that build up stress. This is so that our mind and body can rest. Working 48 hours a week means doubling the stress on your brain. And stress is also the leading cause of heart disease. And actually, Europeans have a daytime nap, which Americans see as laziness. But this in fact is a secret of their lives. There was a survey that found that Europeans in at least four countries who spend less time working, but they get more work done. The second cause of laziness is the need for ease and comfort. Humans have an instinct for love and ease within themselves. However, if we look for ease in every situation, then we will feel that to do something that is worth doing will be a cause of inconvenience in our lives, such as waking up early, reducing our food intake, or accepting more difficult jobs. So it becomes something that is beyond our ability, and eventually it makes us avoid doing those types of things, or delaying it till a future date in order to prolong our period of ease. For this type of person, they will say, if it's heavy, I don't want it. If it's light, I won't struggle for it. Like this, it is difficult to succeed in education or in the workplace. There will be someone who is not successful in life. The third cause of laziness is the fear of failure. For a person to be successful, it takes more effort than ordinary. And they will see that there are only two options, to fully put in their effort to do it or don't do it at all. And the decision to put in all one's efforts without any guarantee of the result of that dedication will often cause worry and accumulated stress. So people would tend to choose a path that requires doing nothing because they feel that by doing it, it won't make anything better. 
This is definitely a delusion in the mind. The fourth cause is from the genetics or chemicals in the brain. Scientists have done research on the relationship between genes and being agile or energetic in order to allow athletes to perform better. The results of the experiment concluded that a person will feel more energetic or more inactive depending on genetic factors as well. But we can create good karma in the present and this will change the bad karma through doing good karma. Then we will be someone who is energetic or we can be close to someone who is energetic and then we will be able to develop ourselves to be more active following that person if we have confidence in them. The fifth cause is a lack of motivation. People have far too many reasons that make them lose their passion. Whether they are bored of work, tired of their boss, tired of their workers, tired of the colleagues, they don't like the atmosphere in the office, traffic jams, the distance of work from home, or when they work and they don't see a future in it. And these become reasons that greatly weakens one's motivation. And this is the factor that easily can cause laziness. And one will often find other little reasons to make one lack motivation. And then we get sunk in laziness and inaction. Some economists view laziness as a phenomena that has causes. Some people who have been accused of being lazy, it's possible that they're this way because they aren't capable at that time to make their lives better. They have insufficient knowledge or lack the resources to create opportunities. They don't have enough capital to take any risks. They can't see any opportunities. Therefore, the best way is just to stay and do nothing and wait for a future opportunity and to utilize one's money available for as long as possible. But in fact, these opportunities are hidden and they are unable to see them. This causes them to despair and causes them to remain idle or be lazy. So if they were able to see opportunities, then the laziness may disappear immediately and it changes to action. But this must be done with mindfulness and wisdom. Some poor people spend a lot of money and don't save money. In psychology, this is described as losing hope for the future. They believe that they have no ability to make the future better. So they want to spend their life today as much as possible. Because in a short while, there may be no more chance to use it. This type of person is someone who is lost and lacks mindfulness and wisdom. They should be close to someone wise who will guide them and teach them to bring up their mindfulness and wisdom, to see the blame in extravagant spending, to be thrifty, to know how to save, to know how to repair damaged objects to be usable again. This is called the heart of a rich person. And some people will mistake themselves for being depressed, but actually it is just laziness. The laziness that comes from depression is a complex matter. The difference between the two is that people with depression don't want to do anything because they can't see the meaning of their life, they can't see the future of their life. They feel their life is full of emptiness, they can't see anything that they should be doing. From personal matters 
to social responsibilities and to work, depressed people are less aware of time and are not responsible. Some people with depression may sleep all day and do nothing, or some people who have work given to them but don't do it, or some people are free all day but they say they couldn't start that work, and other people would view them as lazy people, but in fact they are not, they have depression, and this differs from ordinary lazy people. They know that they have something to do, but they still choose not to do it now. Or they feel there is nothing to do right now, but if the chance comes in the future, they may do it. This is a lazy person according to the situation. But one with depression does not see that the room is messy and dirty, and the work waiting is huge. But the lazy person is able to see it, that the room is messy but they choose not to do anything about it. And on the other hand, that laziness is a behavior that can be imitated. People who are close to lazy people can be lazy following them. Even though they do not face the same problem, they can compare themselves to that lazy person and they get the idea that others can be lazy, so they want to be lazy as well. This practice is a natural human behavior as we are social beings, so it isn't unusual, although it may not be a good thing. And the more so when these role models are lazy people but who have a high social status. For example, a successful person, a boss, and this makes people more motivated to be like them. And then, one also wouldn't feel guilty about being lazy. But those with good fortune would think differently that overcoming laziness depends primarily on oneself. And they may feel that however much they sleep, they won't feel fully rested. They may have sweating at night, indigestion or serious thoughts. We can just know that these are signs of our exhaustion. An early morning exercise, even just 20 or 40 minutes of brisk walking can magically prevent this fatigue. And this is quite compatible with Buddhism, that the Lord Buddha taught the routine practice for the monks to go for alms round. And when I went to live with Venerable Ajahn Chah, the alms round in the morning was very important. Even though we had travelled from afar, from Bangkok or Sarapuri, going to Ubon Rachitani province, we had to go for alms round before entering Wat Nongpapong. Venerable Ajahn Chah would ask, where did you go for arms? If we came in with an empty bowl and hadn't gone for arms round and went straight into Wat Pong, then we would be someone really bad, someone who is extremely lazy to do the monk's routine. And it would be even worse if we went to go take the food of others that others had gained from their labor to eat. This would be very wrong. Here Ajahn Chah taught for the first point, to have diligence in going for arms round, not taking advantage of other people, to have self-sacrifice, and this would be equal to being more energetic in the body, and this would be a step that would help you win over yourself. So some ways that we can overcome laziness are, one, do it with a heart of love, and then we can do things because we enjoy it. In the monk's practice, this is building chanta, or interest, zeal. 
Remember that doing what you enjoy brings one endless energy and creativity. We have to like and love to learn. For students, they must love to learn. We must see the benefits of education. What benefits come from study? So we must make one's heart come to love to study in order for one to be diligent. We have to love doing some aspect of our work so that we can be successful in work. 2. Act according to the 15 minutes rule. To act immediately. Do it now. This is the best poison to laziness. Then no matter how bored you are, make sure you start doing it for at least 15 minutes. Remember, the first 15 minutes of results may not be useful at all, but this is the foundation of success. And this fits in well with Dhamma practice. If you are lazy, you will meditate. If you are diligent, you will meditate. If you are too lazy to do morning or evening chanting, we still do it. We are lazy to sit and meditate, lazy to listen to Dhamma, lazy to create goodness, to give alms, then we have to try to do it until it becomes a habit. Then we will pass through this period comfortably and it will be the foundation of success in building goodness in work or in the mind. 3. Be open to challenges and erase the thoughts that I cannot do it because mistakes are the best teachers for humans. You have to think that I must be able to do it. I must strive to achieve this. This will be the motivation for us. Some people already have this as a habit ever since birth it's been their character. They have built this over many lifetimes. But some people do not have this. But if they try to train and develop it, then it will arise. 4. Look at the small picture first. Looking at the big picture or anticipating a long-term goal can make one easily discouraged. To look at it simply, it is better for a person to plan and be able to break work up into small actions and this builds motivation for themselves. And the practice of Dhamma is the same. Look at this small results first. Do not look for jhana, the paths and fruits of Nibbana. Instead, look at having mindfulness in the present, being able to overcome the suffering in the present. Like this, then you gradually keep doing it, like planting a tree. Then you water it, fertilize the soil, keep the insects away from it. Continually do it, and the tree will grow big by itself. Don't be in a rush. Don't hope for results. Don't think about how much profit one will get, how big the fruits will grow. Don't think like that. Just look for the small and narrow results first. Look at this small picture first. The next point, number five, is track your progress. Write your progress in a journal every day to help us remember our goals and to clearly notice the methods that will lead us to success. The next one is important, number six. Make a determination or vow that you let your friends and close people know about your goal. This verbal promise is something that will bind oneself and it also gives us a feeling of encouragement. Therefore, Ajahn Chah taught that we must promise or vow that we will wake up early and do the morning chanting. If we don't wake up, then may we drop down and burn in hell. If we are not diligent, may we go to hell. 
we should be afraid to go to hell. And this gives us determination and diligence. In Buddhism, Venerable Sona Koliwisa Thera was the foremost in putting forth effort. The name of Sona means gold, because he had beautiful skin since birth. He was a rich man formerly known as Sona. He listened to the Dhamma from the Buddha and decided to go forth as a monk. He had strong faith and practiced Dhamma by walking meditation until the soles of his feet were all cracked and bleeding. But he had not attained Dhamma, and so the Buddha taught him to adjust his power, namely his faith, effort, mindfulness, samadhi, and wisdom to be balanced. And following this, he soon attained to becoming an arahant. He was regarded as superior to all the monks in putting forth effort. But it is not that we practice and have to attain to becoming an arahant, or practicing until our body is broken, but we do it with our full knowledge and ability, with our full strength of body and mind. And I must praise the Mahayana tradition, as we can see that the Mahayana monks, whatever they do, they will do it with real determination and effort. They do it to the level of Theravadan great teachers who practiced and have accomplished as being arahants. They have perseverance and determination. So the Mahayana tradition will have a foundation that is handed down to put forth effort, to do it wholeheartedly. They really do it. And so we as monks of the Theravada tradition, we can take this as a model, an example for how to put forth effort and be determined to strive for the gaining of mindfulness, samadhi and wisdom. For the laity or children, they must be diligent, study sincerely, be serious at work, and then they will succeed in life and be imbued with wisdom. Please be determined, please keep trying, really striving, and doing it with good mindfulness and wisdom. Then you will be successful both in education and succeed in Dhamma practice following what the Buddha taught, that one will overcome suffering because of diligent effort. May you grow in blessings.